As a believer, reading God's Word is a critical part of your daily spiritual journey. And because it's so important, we've created a unique new resource to help you immerse yourself in biblical truth and open your eyes to all God's Word has for you. It's a free PDF download called The Word One-to-One that takes you on a guided journey through John chapter one. With biblical text and short commentary, each page provides insights that will strengthen your faith in an easy to read guided format. There's truly no other resource like this. Download your free PDF copy today at premierinsight.org forward slash resources. That's premierinsight.org forward slash resources. Hello friends, I'm Rick Warren and welcome to Spurgeon's Sermons. This is the official podcast brought to you by Premier and Spurgeon's College. You know, the teachings of Charles Spurgeon have had a personal impact on my life in a profound way and I'm confident they'll do the same for you. So get ready to be challenged, equipped and guided by Charles Spurgeon who is universally regarded as the greatest English preacher in the history of the church. How to read the Bible. A sermon by Charles Spurgeon, part four. Have ye not read? Have ye not read? If ye had known what this meaneth. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 12, verses three to seven. These observations make us feel that in order to come to this understanding, we shall need to feel Jesus present with us whenever we read the word. Mark that fifth verse, which I would now bring before you as part of my text, which I have hitherto left out. Have ye not read in the law how on the Sabbath days the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? But I say unto you that in this place is one greater than the temple. Aye, they thought much about the letter of the word but they did not know that he was there who is the Sabbath's master, man's Lord and the Sabbath's Lord and Lord of everything. Oh, when you have got hold of a creed or of an ordinance or anything that is outward in the letter, pray the Lord to make you feel that there is something greater than the printed book and something better than the mere shell of the creed. There is one person greater than they all, and to him we should cry, that he may be ever with us. O living Christ, make this a living word to me. Thy word is life, but not without the Holy Spirit. I may know this book of thine from beginning to end, and repeat it all from Genesis to Revelation, and yet it may be a dead book and I may be a dead soul. But, Lord, be present here. Then will I look up from the book to the Lord, from the precept to him who fulfilled it, from the law to him who honoured it, from the threatening to him who has borne it for me, and from the promise to him in whom it is, yea and amen. Ah, then we shall read the book so differently. He is here with me in this chamber of mine. 
I must not trifle. He leans over me, he puts his finger along the lines. I can see his pierced hand. I will read it as in his presence. I will read it knowing that he is the substance of it, that he is the proof of this book as well as the writer of it, the sum of this scripture as well as the author of it. That is the way for true students to become wise. You will get at the soul of scripture when you can keep Jesus with you while you are reading. Did you never hear a sermon as to which you felt that if Jesus had come into that pulpit while the man was making his oration, he would have said, go down, go down. What business have you here? I sent you to preach about me and you preach about a dozen other things. Go home and learn of me and then come and talk. That sermon which does not lead to Christ, or of which Jesus Christ is not the top and the bottom, is a sort of sermon that will make the devils in hell to laugh, but might make the angels of God to weep if they were capable of such emotion. You remember the story I told you of the Welshman who heard a young man preach a very fine sermon, a grand sermon a highfaluting, erudite sermon. But when he had done, he asked the Welshman what he thought of it. The man replied that he did not think anything of it. And why not? Because there was no Jesus Christ in it. Well, said he, but my text did not seem to run that way. Never mind, said the Welshman. Your sermon ought to run that way. I do not see that, however, said the young man. No, said the other, you do not see how to preach yet. This is the way to preach. From every little village in England, it does not matter where it is, there is sure to be a road to London. Though there may not be a road to certain other places, there is certain to be a road to London. Now from every text in the Bible, there is a road to Jesus Christ. And the way to preach is just to say, how can I get from this text to Jesus Christ? And then go preaching all the way along it. Well, but, said the young man, suppose I find a text that has not got a road to Jesus Christ. I have preached for 40 years, said the old man, and I have never found such a scripture. But if I ever do find one, I will go over hedge and ditch, but I will get to him, for I will never finish without bringing in my master. Perhaps you will think that I have gone a little over hedge and ditch tonight, but I am persuaded that I have not. For the sixth verse comes in here and brings our Lord in most sweetly, setting him in the very forefront of you Bible readers, so that you must not think of reading without feeling that he is there, who is Lord and Master of everything that you are reading, and who shall make these things precious to you if you realise him in them. If you do not find Jesus in the Scriptures, 
they will be of small service to you. For what did our Lord himself say? Ye search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, but ye will not come unto me that ye might have life. And therefore your searching comes to nothing. You find no life and remain dead in your sins. May it not be so with us? Lastly, such a reading of Scripture as implies the understanding and the entrance into its spiritual meaning and the discovery of the divine person who is the spiritual meaning is profitable, for here our Lord says, If ye had known what this meaneth, I will have mercy and not sacrifice, ye would not have condemned the guiltless. It will save us from making a great many mistakes if we get to understand the word of God. And among other good things, we shall not condemn the guiltless. I have no time to enlarge upon these benefits, but I will just say, putting all together, that the diligent reading of the word of God with the strong resolve to get at its meaning often begets spiritual life. We are begotten by the word of God. It is the instrumental means of regeneration. Therefore, love your Bibles. Keep close to your Bibles. You seeking sinners, you who are seeking the Lord, your first business is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. But while you are yet in darkness and in gloom, Oh, love your Bibles and search them. Take them to bed with you. And when you wake up in the morning, if it is too early to go downstairs and disturb the house, get half an hour of reading upstairs. Say, Lord, guide me to that text which shall bless me. Help me to understand how I, a poor sinner, can be reconciled to thee. I recollect how when I was seeking the Lord, I went to my Bible and to Baxter's call to the unconverted and to Allen's alarm and Doddridge's rise and progress. For I said in myself, I am afraid that I shall be lost, but I will know the reason why. I am afraid I shall never find Christ, but it shall not be for want of looking for him. That fear used to haunt me, but I said, I will find him if he is to be found. I will read. I will think. There was never a soul that did sincerely seek for Jesus in the word, but by and by he stumbled on the precious truth that Christ was near at hand and did not want any looking for, that he was really there. Only they, poor blind creatures, were in such a maze that they could not just then see him. Oh, cling to Scripture. Scripture is not Christ, but it is the silken clue which will lead you to him. Follow its leadings faithfully. When you have received regeneration and a new life, keep on reading because it will comfort you you will see more of what the Lord has done for you. You will learn that you are redeemed, adopted, saved, sanctified.
half the errors in the world spring from people not reading their Bibles. Would anybody think that the Lord would leave any one of his dear children to perish if he read such a text as this? I give unto my sheep eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any pluck them out of my hand. When I read that, I am sure of the final perseverance of the saints. Read then the word, and it will be much for your comfort. It will be for your nourishment too. It is your food as well as your life. Search it, and you will grow strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It will be for your guidance also. I am sure those go rightest who keep closest to the book. Oftentimes when you do not know what to do, you will see a text leaping up out of the book and saying, follow me. I have seen a promise sometimes blaze out before my eyes, just as when an illuminated device flames forth upon a public building. One touch of flame and a sentence or a design flashes out in gas. I have seen a text of scripture flame forth in that way to my soul. I have known that it was God's word to me, and I have gone on my way rejoicing. And oh, you will get a thousand helps out of that wondrous book if you do but read it. For, understanding the words more, you will prize it more. And as you get older, the book will grow with your growth and turn out to be a greybeard's manual of devotion, just as it was aforetime a child's sweet storybook. Yes, it will always be a new book, just as new a Bible as if it was printed yesterday and nobody had ever seen a word of it until now. And yet it will be a deal more precious for all the memories which cluster round it. As we turn over its pages, how sweetly do we recollect passages in our history which will never be forgotten to all eternity, but will stand forever intertwined with gracious promises. Beloved, the Lord teaches us to read his book of life, which he has opened before us here below, so that we may read our titles clear in that other book of love, which we have not seen as yet, but which will be opened at the last great day. The Lord be with you and bless you. Thank you for listening, friends. This podcast was brought to you by Premier in association with Spurgeon's College. For more Christian podcasts, sermons, and music, head back to the website premier.plus and sign in for free.